Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Recorded live from the lobby of the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C., Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Wedding Dish, brought to you by Full Service Radio at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, D.C. The Wedding Dish is the podcast where we chat with real married or engaged couples, wedding professionals, and read listeners' stories about all things wedding, from the planning process to the celebration to heartwarming moments. As always, you'll hear tips and tricks about wedding planning, gain inspiration, and learn about building a business in the wedding industry. That's Sarah Alvin co-host of The Wedding Dish, and CEO of District Bliss and Photos from the Hardy. And that's Steph Norton, entrepreneur and producer of The Wedding Dish. We do not have our little Frenchy friend Clouseau today in his podcasting chair because he had a play date this morning and he was very tired after playing with... Dog. Yeah. <laughs> Poppy, the DC doodle on Instagram. Oh, you can cute. see all of their uh, exciting stories together. Um, I was helping out a friend. <laughs> Um, so we, Stephanie and I have both been in the wedding industry for years and love sharing real life stories, advice, supporting other businesses and pretty much spreading positivity wherever we go. And before we get started, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, definitely give it a listen. It was our spooky Halloween flavored (laughs) show where we asked and answered listener listeners questions about Halloween themed weddings. Oh, oh, sorry. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I had a wedding this weekend, and they had Halloween candy on every table. Wow. It made me think of you. Interesting. Because <laughs> I saw some couple that had a Halloween wedding in Vegas, and they did it like you said to do. Oh, so like the everyone opposite. everyone was all in. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. And I thought that was funny, and I thought of you. Oh. Mm-hmm. Aw. Well, how cute. I guess we gave good advice then. Yeah. I mean, or... <laughs> Other people, we we were on trend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, a little aside. Um, anyway, you if you listened last week, would have heard some cool Halloween questions, some fun Halloween proposals, and and just all kinds of scary cool stuff. stories too, like scary wedding venues. Yep. Um, in the DC area, courtesy of Sarah, which was very interesting. Yeah, I surprised Steph. She didn't know it was coming. She was like looking at Alexia, our producer, for help <laughs> the whole time. Like, oh my god, what's she doing? <laughs> it was scary too. I mean. Did you know the National Building Museum was haunted? Our guest, Jeff, that I haven't introduced yet. <laughs> well, this is as good a time as any, isn't it? The haunted segue is usually a beautiful way to step right into a conversation. Um, so that was Jeff that you just heard. He's today's guest on The Wedding Dish. Welcome to the podcast, Jeff. <laughs> you know, I would say it's good to be here, but honestly, I came for the dog. And now the dog's not showing oh. up, so uh, I, got, I got half of mine. I just pack my stuff up and go, but... You were kind enough to present me with Rosé as soon as I walked in, so you know, the honey always does bring the bees. All right. That's the right attitude. That's the kind of attitude we count on on our guests being here, so. Yes. Anyway, um, so Sarah has known Jeff for a while. Yes. But I met Jeff at the last District Bliss event at the Vita. Uh, the Rooftop Pool and yeah, Lounge. Yeah, the Rooftop Pool and Lounge. Where is There's that? There's Sun Deck. 14th Street or? No, it's, um, it's on 17th and U. 17th and U, Okay. So, um, 
And Jeff is the CEO of Winning Wit, which is a script writing service for wedding party members. He also wrote this awesome book that Steph read and is lending to me on condition that I do return it, especially since he just signed it. Um, get Bitter to Get Better, How to Reclaim Your Confidence, Prove, prove Your Villains Wrong, and Win the Big Moments in Your Life, which is pretty freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to read this. And I'm excited to sign it. I tell you, writing a book is fun. It beats working. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, He just told us how long it took him to write this book. And you're going to have to tell our listeners. So I hold myself up in a hotel room, almost Howard Hughes style. But except uh, instead of Vegas, it was up in Montreal. And I did it for a week. And then it took a beautiful three months to edit and tear my head out and tear my eyeballs and tear my hair out. But once it was finally done, it was one of the most awesome feelings of my life. Almost like when you you get up to the drive-thru and they get your order right, like that feeling. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. It's really really a good book. Um, It... It's not so much a book about like what writing wedding speeches or anything. It's kind of an inspirational book um, and it's kind of about overcoming bullying. So there's depth to it. And that's kind of what you do in your business, too, is like coach people who are anxious about getting like giving wedding speeches. And is that is that how kind of how you started your company or what was like the initial reason you started winning with? Sure. So I've been a comedian for 20 years and, you know, mostly because I'm a masochist. So that was a really good, uh, really good outlet for you. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, one day I was asked to be the best man at a big fat Greek wedding. True story. It was an actual big fat Greek wedding. The Viennese table was the size of Texas. <laughs> wow. And I get up there and I was asked to roast the groom, which I did. It was a big hit, a lot of laughs. Afterwards, a mutual friend of ours get up there. He grabs the mic and it was the worst five minutes this side of a promotion oh, for no. Fast and Furious 16. <laughs> and Aww. the whole crowd was white knuckling their way through the entire experience. Ooh. He said the groom was a jerk and the bride was stuck up. And because there was oh, a lot no. of truth to both, it was especially uncomfortable. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah, now, <laughs> oh, no. You've all seen terrible wedding speeches. You're in this industry. This is not a new thing, right? Yeah. I mean, so afterwards, a number of people came up to me and they said, Jeff, you should have written his speech for him. Mm-hmm. And then a light bulb goes on. I said, well, you know, I should have. And wait a second. A lot of other people need this help, too. Is anybody actually willing to pay for this? One way to find out. And then Winning Wit was born, a beautiful eight-pound, seven-ounce bundle of LLC paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. And you started in 2011, right? I did, yep. Yeah. And we met in 2015, I think? Something like that. That sounds about right. Yeah, because you you've been to like three or four different District Bliss networking socials. Yeah, you guys put on a great show out there. It's always a good time. Oh, thanks. I especially love the rosé. I got to tell you, the rosé is just a consistent <laughs> theme, be it the podcast or be it a networking event. I always know rosés and toast. So I'll be there. I mean, it's wine a, it's is beautiful. pretty much a theme of my... I, I run on wine and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I told my doctor that. He didn't find it quite as funny. <laughs> So one thing, like people don't really think about like a speech, you know, a lot of times they think they're going to wing it. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's when the worst ones happen. Maybe also like they've had too much to drink or too little to drink, but it's, it's something about maybe just like winging it thinking like, I'm just going to say how I feel about my best friend. What could go wrong? Right. So what do you think 
is the problem. Like, aside <laughs> from going and getting professional help from somebody like you, what should people do? Like, what are signs that you are going to bomb big time and you should, like, get some help or put some pre-thought into your speech? Absolutely. The first thing is if you don't have a clear, concise story, if you just kind of have a stream of consciousness, and a lot of folks come to us and they say, you know, I've written a few things here and a few things there, but it, it's just not coming together. It's not flowing. If that's happening, don't get up there without having somebody help you out with that because what you have on paper is what's going to come out on the mic. <laughs> and you're going to say, yeah, so, you know, Brian and I, it was the frat house, and then in the time we were three, and, um, um, and it's going to be 20 minutes of ums, and the crowd's going to want to jump off the second floor balcony before it's all said and done. So yes, you want a nice, cool, clear, concise story that's funny, that's witty, that's sentimental, and flows and ties together in a nice knot at the end. And that takes a lot of work, doesn't it? It, it just does. doesn't flow out like the movies, does it? No, it's like anything else. Think about you know, working you know, on a thesis back in college. You have a lot of different ideas and a lot of different thoughts, but it takes time to put it together, to trim the fat, to make sure that A connects with B, connects with C, mm -hmm. and then kind of wraps all the way back around to A at the end. Okay, got it. So um, those were some really good tips, don't you think? Yeah, I yeah. think so. I, it's funny. So one thing that I always notice at weddings is if you tell a story that no one else can relate to or understand, that's also a real bomb because everyone else is just like, oh, I mean, I'm not part of this. Now I kind of feel like I don't even know this bride or groom. Mm -hmm. And... I, you know, I can't, like, I don't think this is cute or funny. I think it's just kind of boring, but it's obviously cute to the bride and, or the groom right. or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, those are the ones that I see bomb pretty frequently. That's good, too. And you th that, that you think you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you're not. Yeah. Because you and, have an audience. Yeah. yeah. And reading off your phone, I think, is actually really hard, too. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times, too, when you, when you consider some of the folks who are reading off their phone, and, and I say this with the disclaimer and the asterisk and the caveat that there is no ageism on this podcast, <laughs> but <laughs> if you have some folks who are parents, let's say, of, of the bride or of the groom in that sense, and maybe the vision isn't quite what it was 30 years ago. Yeah. I've seen situations I'm sure you have too. They're kind of squinting and looking and what was that word? And they mispronounce it and say a word they shouldn't. And yeah, that can go sideways pretty quickly. Yeah. It's also not awesome for the photos. I've got to say, I don't love having, I mean, my maid of honor read out of a binder. Um, and that was kind of interesting in the photos because she's, she's a special ed okay. teacher. So it kind of looked like <laughs> she was like reading homework. It's really cute. Okay, class. So today's lesson, <laughs> what Ashley Sarah. did when she was nine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I paid her back by not writing my speech until I walked up there. <laughs> so you're exhibit A of what, what not to do then. Yes. Okay. But gotcha. No public shaming. We're good. It was literally three sentences. Okay. It was, I mean, it was, I could tell you what it was. So do it, go for it. Yeah. Um, so I said, you know. When I met Brendan, the first thing I noticed about him was that he makes everyone feel like family. So today, we are here all as one family. And thank you for including me in this and for being part of... So you're the rare unicorn that gets away with that. Yeah, I know. She can get away with that. Yeah, that's... that's... I would not get away with that. <laughs> talent can sometimes overcome lack of a game plan, except in the case of the Redskins, where they have neither a game plan nor talent, but... I'm not a Redskins fan. Disclaimer. The Ravens killed the Patriots, so that's the biggest thing. I'm a Ravens fan. The Ravens fan. have some talent. I'm I am Ravens. too. Lamar Jackson on my fantasy team. Oh, man. 
I and shouldn't have said anything. You're a Pats to, fan, know, aren't you? I know, but I mean, that was unbelievable. All right. It was. It anyways, was. away from football. <laughs> so anyways, we're, we're t- going to talk a little bit about, you said you started your, your business in 2011 and you have clients, you're, you're in the DMV area, but you serve people globally. So people reach you online and you do stuff all over. Um, what's the coolest thing about owning a business like this? The coolest thing is that every single day is a new challenge and because we don't use any templates, we don't use any off the cuff, off the shelf stuff, a lot of off the cuff stuff, but <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing off the shelf. So it's because I, I'm a huge cooking enthusiast and I love to experiment with different recipes and different ways and cooking times and things like that. A speech is a lot like that too. Yeah. I love it. A lot of yeah. all your different ingredients to put together and the speech becomes your casserole at the end. So every day... I see new questionnaires from new people. I get to learn life stories of folks from all over the world. That's super fun. It's awesome. It's such a great time. And you see all the shades of humanity, good, bad, and otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then it's just a matter of, you know, taking their story and putting it into your words, but in their voice. Oh, this is kind of how I feel about when I photograph weddings. Exactly. Because I'm taking that wedding day's story and showing it as it was. And that's how I always describe it. That's so funny. I never would have thought of how those overlap. I mean, ultimately, that's what we do in the wedding business, right? It's the idea of bringing their day to life through their eyes and their tone and their style. And DJs do it, too, with their playlist and with their relatives and guests. And who are the people who are going to dance the different songs? And it's bringing their style and kind of smash out. Yeah. You kind of, you know, when you're in the wedding industry, you don't always think about all the other pieces of the puzzle. But they all impact everything I do. So I love, that's one of the things I love about this podcast is that I get to like hear all these stories from other people. Also, one of the things I love about District Bliss, because obviously I got to meet you through that and started to get to know about this way back. (laughs) And a beautiful friendship was born. It was. And I poached you. I basically (laughs) said hello. And then I poached you. I I threw a dart into him and I was like, you're coming on our podcast. Yeah. And then she walked over to me. Sorry to interrupt (laughs) you. She goes. I hope it's okay. I just met this guy. He writes speeches and I think he'd be a really good guest. And I was like, Jeff? And she was like, yeah. Have you met him? My reputation proceeds in other words. Uh, I'd be late for all my appointments. So, Well, there are certain things like when you know that someone, it's like selfish, right? Because I know, I knew that you were a comedian. You told me you're a comedian. So I knew that the work would be less for me, you know, because I yeah. knew that you'd be entertaining and I also knew you had a cool business. So once again, it's just my laziness that comes to save me. But <laughs> one thing I wanted to ask you about was, do you have, um, you had all these great stories in your book and we talked before we started. Um, do you have a story that sticks out or that you can share with us from the book that is a client story that is like, I won't say what they are, you pick one, but they're all sort of people who were really anxious or not thrilled at all about doing a speech and then you help them but you help them more than just give the speech you help them help them like in their life yeah absolutely the one that really jumps out to me and I'll be honest with you even writing the chapter kind of choked me up and I had to stop a couple times and and walk away from it oh wow it was almost like watching the last 30 minutes of Field of Dreams it was rough it was just all right okay yeah I just got goosebumps breathe regroup because this this truly got me so there was a client I had and we'll call her Hannah for the purposes here. And uh, she's out in Southern California and Hannah had a severe, severe disabling anxiety issue. 
and it was born out of a car accident that she had had and Ooh. she got to the point and now imagine not being able to get into a car in Southern California. Wow. Yeah. Life isn't going to be that great. No. You know, it's not like no, living in New York. I mean, it's hard. really hard. So she wouldn't leave the house sometimes for months on end. Oh my God. She couldn't interact with people. And then guess what? One day her sister says, Hey, I'm getting married and I want you to be the maid of honor and you're given the speech. And there were 400 people at this wedding. Oh, my God. Everybody who knows everybody who knows everybody. That is in and of itself intense. Mm -hmm. Yes. And (laughs) removing all of the the other stuff. It was crazy. I mean, 400 people from all over the world. The family was originally from Egypt, so they had folks coming in from Egypt, but coming in also from Australia and coming in from the UK and Canada, all over the US. I mean, this was a bonanza. This is when it's good not to have distance vision. Absolutely. (laughs) And needless to say, Hannah was beyond terrified. I actually met her at a bridal expo exhibiting at in LA and her sister came up to me and introduced me. And then we had ultimately a six month relationship that we had built. And Hannah kept telling me throughout the whole speech writing process. I can't do this. I can't do this. I won't do this. Mm -hmm. I said, you will. I believe in you. You will. And ultimately, I just ended up becoming her therapist. (laughs) And it was a really beautiful relationship because over the time, I started to see her slowly blossom and come out of that shell. We started walking through baby steps as to how to conquer a little tiny piece of anxiety today. Just a little tiny piece. Do the same thing tomorrow. And eventually, there'll be a compound effect. Well, fast forward to the big day. And Hannah gets up there. And she starts with a great joke. She grabs the mic. And she said, I had to say, doesn't my sister look beautiful tonight? And everyone's applauding 400 people. You know, what are people going to say? No, she looks terrible. (laughs) And then she made a joke about the groom and how the guy never shaves. And that's a running gag in the family with everybody because the guy hates to shave. But his wife forced him to shave for the big day. Uh. So the crowd is going nuts, laughing and everything. And then for the first time in her life, she felt at home and comfortable. She felt good. She felt sure of herself. And she absolutely brought down the house. That's amazing. Love so it. you really coached her through this process. I mean, you were kind of like a life coach. I felt like I was Mr. Miyagi through this whole thing, which was super <laughs> cool. And, uh, wow. It's like, Hana-san, you stay focused. Mm-hmm. And it was just really cool. And it was like, I, I get to be this kind of mentor character, which was really fun. And it was the best part of the whole thing. And then afterwards, the best part, she said, Jeff, that speech changed my life. Afterwards, she went back to school. She got her degree in social work. And now she actually travels around Southern California in her car going to people's homes in very challenging situations with the confidence and the moxie and the swagger to walk in there and just do her thing. Wow. I actually have goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's wow, great. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. How rewarding for you. It was amazing. It was one of the, the greatest experiences of my life. Wow. I mean, how do you beat that? Yeah, you really can't. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, best man jokes about the bachelor party. I mean, come on. I mean, guys, don't get me wrong. Awesome. But uh, this, is, this is a whole different level we're dealing with here. Literally life-changing. Absolutely. And that's it's what inspired me to write the book, honestly, was seeing people like Hannah and working with them every day and seeing the transformative power of a wedding speech for people. Because, I mean, you see these folks every day in weddings, right? And these are a lot of times people who are behind the scenes. They could be accountants or executive assistants, and they're doing other people's numbers, and they're scheduling other people's calls. But for one magical moment, for a couple of minutes, they get up there and grab the mic, and it's their show, and it's their time. So when it's their time, let's make it count. Yeah, Yeah. shine. Yeah. And there's, I should say, you can get this book on Amazon, and we'll link it in the show notes so that you guys can get it if you want. But there's other stories like that one, and just more about... um, 
Jeff's own life, like that, why he has this ability to help other people, which is incredible too. And he has his own sort of story of how he overcame um, some challenges. But I think, um, thank you for sharing that story with us. I think we're going to take a break right now. I wish we had more rosé, but we do not. Um, Are you already finished with yours? Look at you go. And then (laughs) we'll be right back with more more from Jeff. And we're back with Jeff Walliner, the wedding speech writer and coach and book writer um, from Winning Wit. Um, And again, we'll link to his book, but it is Get Bitter to Get Better, How to Reclaim Your Confidence, Prove Your Villains Wrong, and Win the Big Moments in Life. Um, And um, so now it's my turn. Uh Uh-oh. And um, so I have... A whole bunch of questions, but I'm going to start, I'm going to give you a little bit of a, um, just a little bit of a loft ball. Um, I don't play baseball. I don't know what that means. <laughs> so um, it's not the right word. <laughs> I can't think of what it is. Let's go with okay. softball. How's that? I think you were trying to say lob. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yes. An easy lob. See, there this, we go. this is why I need you. See? No, he, he's I'm, like, I know what a loft ball is. I'm playing. I got Whatever you. that game is, I got it. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. loft ball life. I'm in. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, so what is your personality type on the Myers-Briggs test? I am a proud and dynamic ENFP. I knew it right away. I am also an ENFP. And... I think Steph hasn't taken this test. We were talking during the break. I have, but I forget. Okay. So we were going to we were going to have her guess what she thinks it is and then we were going to see if we agree cuz we as intuitive types and perceptive types. Mm-hmm. I think I'm INFJ. So she's judging us right now basically is what I'm getting from this. Is that what's happening? I think you're I- INFP. INFP. Is that what I said last before the break? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's so INFP. So it's What's P? What's the P in the J? Perceptive. (laughs) Okay. But judgment isn't judgment like being judgmental in a bad way. It's analytical, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. But I think you're more perceptive than analytical. I think I am too. Yeah, I'm not analytical. But you're definitely introverted. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. And. What's N? Intuitive? Yes, intuitive. What's N? Intuitive. Oh, it is? Yeah. Versus S, which is... uh, yeah, what does it mean? <laughs> There's Sense, sensory? Sen- sensory. Yeah, sensing. Yep. Okay. We'll link to the test if you guys want to take it. Yeah. I took it in high school, and then I actually took it again after I got injured because um, I was just curious if, like, my personality changed. It did not change, but I had to kind of get myself back to where I was because um, I had a similar situation where um, I was attacked and I um, got injured, and I 
ended up with um, an anxiety disorder, and I'd never experienced anxiety in my whole life about anything. I mean, I literally just said I walked up to a microphone and did not have anything in my brain that I was going to say and had no problem with it. Um, Although that was after I got injured, and I was in cognitive behavioral therapy for like, well, I'm still, I'm in remission, so I'm not in there right now. But um, yeah, it is like, I mean, it's a whole big thing, having anxiety, and it can totally change your personality type. But I'm proud to say, still an ENFP. That's awesome. Because, <laughs> you know, I'd hate to lose one from our ranks. There's so few of us to begin with, honestly. I know. And I'm a lefty, so it's, and a redhead. We need to go back to the script. Oh, I, I just got told we need to go back to the script by my producer over here. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, craziest thing you've ever seen happen at a wedding. Craziest thing. There was a father of the bride speech that went over a half an hour. And was the most boring thing this side of a C-SPAN hearing on an agricultural subcommittee. I mean, the wedding was super fun before them. People were dancing. I mean, the (laughs) grannies were out there, you know, doing their thing. The way had a grandma twerking. That's how fun this wedding was. Then the father of the bride gets up there. And he speaks in monotone for the entire wedding. And this is all he does. And the whole crowd wanted to go to sleep. Even the bride. Because they've been drinking, too. And yeah. probably eaten a lot. It destroyed the wedding. It was crazy. And was he bored oh, too, no. or was he just like nervous? And this is very important to me. So you felt bad for hating him because he was trying his best. He was a very how shall I say this diplomatically an individual had a rather high opinion of himself. Ah, so you weren't the sound really of his like voice. okay, got it. Mm-hmm. So it's like really you're like want to kill yourself. I spoke oh, to him afterwards. So it wasn't actually. even about her. It wasn't, and I I asked them afterwards oh, because you no. know I had a you know a couple of uh, rosés let's call it in me and. <laughs> You know, liquid courage is flowing through. And I said, um, you know, Jack, can you t- tell me why the speech was so long? You know, custom says it probably shouldn't be longer than five to seven minutes. This was, you know, about three years. So what <laughs> happened? And he said, listen, I dropped 300K for this thing. I'll speak as long as I want. Right. I had a father of a it. groom say that at a wedding. Is that right? Yes. They, he was like, I've been limited to seven minutes but I might go over by a few because I dropped 300K on literally the same thing. But it was not a wedding you were at. No. <laughs> and it wasn't 30 minutes. I actually timed it once I started getting a little bored and it was 11. Yikes. That's too much. <laughs> too much. And that was after I started getting a little bored. We max ours out at 10. Yeah. yeah and 10, good. we'll only do a 10-minute speech and we do it rarely. But we will do it if we make it kind of a Broadway production and we have props and all kinds of other stuff in there to make it a real show. Yeah. Engaging, entertaining. Absolutely. Yeah. In terms of speech content, we'll never go more than seven ever. Mm, that, that is our hard and fast rule. Words of wisdom, people. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't go on and on. Yeah. I actually forgot about that until you just mentioned it. It is such a, never bring up how much money you have spent on a wedding at a wedding. And never say that the bride and groom have spared no expense when there's boxed wine at the reception. Now, come on, we're not dogging boxed no. wine today, are we? Come on now. We're drinking canned wine. I'm not dogging. It comes in a box in cans. That's so true. It's, it's a lot. It's and I'm not above boxed wine. This is tar- next generation. It's from Target. So I mean, <laughs> I believe it said Target. We have rosé from Target, friends. <laughs> I think all is well on this Thursday afternoon. Oh, my God. I love it. Um, Well, on a more positive side, what's the funniest thing you've come across at a wedding? You know, we see it all the time. What I love was the speech we did for a best man 
couple of years ago, and he's an airline pilot by trade. Oh, my mom was a flight attendant. Is that right? Yeah. We've done some flight attendant speeches too, and we, we always loved, especially if you have a job like a pilot or a cop or something that's really kind of, you know, very easily definable. Yeah. We will take that and weave it into the speech. So he gets up there and he says a few words, and then he clears his throat. He goes in the back and said, excuse me for a moment. Everyone is like, hey, what's happening here? He comes back out in his pilot gear. He's wearing his hat <laughs> and his aviators and his like over jacket and the whole deal. And he clears his throat. He goes, <clears throat> evening, folks. Welcome aboard your marriage. <laughs> your matrimony time today will be approximately till death do you part. <laughs> the slight breeze coming in from the window. Uh, drink service will be provided by the venue. And if you need some beer and wine available for purchase, we have that at a bar across the street. Uh, Uncle Steve, that was just for you. <laughs> And now we're expecting a pretty smooth ride through your marriage, but we can expect a couple of bumps if Joe forgets a birthday or an anniversary. <laughs> and we know you had your choice and spouses to choose from today, and we sure do appreciate you choosing each other. <laughs> <laughs> Sit back, relax, and enjoy your matrimony where the local time is 8.30. Love it. And it was, it was a huge hit. That is so good. It's so entertaining. Yeah. And then he had the time of his life, and... We had some other conversations around that, and he basically said he had a huge crush on the maid of honor. Oh! And he asked me basically, you know, what can you do to help me in that department? I said, well, I'm not a dating coach, but I can, <laughs> I can tell you this confidently. If you go up there and bring down the house, it will make your conversation with her go a lot better than it otherwise would afterwards. And yeah. He got back to me afterwards, and he said, you were right. Oh. And I'll leave, it, I'll leave it at that, but he just said, you were right. I love so. it. That's so cute. I love it. Well, that sounds like a real hoot <laughs> to say the least and personally love it because I have so much experience in that area so so much fun um, what are some of the challenges you faced in creating a business like yours it's kind of a one of a kind yeah it's unique and it's it's really tough it, uh, I should say it really was tough at the beginning for a few different reasons the first is nobody knows it's a thing so Unlike, you know, kind of your, your standard lanes in the wedding industry, you know, when you're getting married, you know, you need a DJ or a band and you, know, yeah. you need a photographer, and you know, you need a florist and you need a venue and, you know, you check all the boxes down. There's no box for somebody to write my father's speech. <laughs> yeah. That's not a box. And yeah. so when we would start going to different, you know, networking events, district lists, things like that, it was awesome to meet other folks in the industry, but you're not really getting a referral train because people are not dealing with the bridal parties who we sell to. They're dealing with the brides. Yeah. So we would have to talk to somebody who would then talk to the bride, who would then talk to the maid of honor, who would then talk back to the bride and talk back to them and then talk back to us. Now, we're talking about eight conversations before a contract sign. I'm like, well, what am I, a venue? Come on. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's intense. It was a lot. It was really hard. And then this, this great light bulb goes on one day and I realized I'm going to all the wrong folks here. For business, I'm going to all the right folks for networking and, and building up the name and, and meeting people. But for actual business, is not working. I got to go right to the source. Yeah. So who are these people? Where are they? And what are they looking for? And they realize they're on Google and they're typing in help with father of bride speech, mm -hmm. maid of honor speech help. And we put a bunch of ads together and we put it out there. And then the floodgates opened up and the mana from heaven started raining down. Awesome. And that's when your referral network starts helping after exactly. you have that SEO out there. Exactly. That's and then smart. folks start coming to us afterwards. You know, we heard that you wrote a great speech for so-and-so at this wedding. And they said, maybe you can help us out too. We've had a lot of repeat clients for a lot of fathers, especially 
they have like, you know, their next daughter's getting married and now they need another speech for her too. And well, you got to make it better than the first one, obviously. Yeah. Or like they have the rehearsal dinner for the, you know, whatever, for the next child getting married or. Absolutely. And what's been really been super cool is that, especially this year, we've seen it tick up. We've had a lot of folks, particularly fathers of the bride, who've come back. These are business owners or executives and said, you did such a good job with my speech for my daughter or my son. How about working on some copy for my organization because we need to redo our website here. We're doing a public launch here or we're doing a presentation on this here. Can you guys help with that? And we've had so many folks that have come to us for that. And we've just seen like an exponential effect, which has been awesome. That's really interesting. What a good way to personalize your copy on your website and like all your stuff you put out there into the world. Absolutely. That's so smart. I would have never thought of that. I've learned more about roofing and flooring and security (laughs) gates than I ever thought I would in my life. Well, I mean, that's, wow. Everyone needs a floor, right? That's true. Everyone needs a roof. And they need windows. They need windows. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So final question. What advice would you offer to our listeners who might start a business like yours? So if you're going to become kind of a niche within a niche, the first thing is, you know, Know who your customer is and go where they are. Don't think just by putting your name out there and meeting everybody you can that, you know, in the ether, it's going to just kind of gin up and suddenly they're all going to find you because it usually doesn't work that way. Know where they are. Find them where they are. Google is a great way to do it. Don't try to white knuckle them and do it on your own. They have strategists. Work with them. They know what they're doing. They're going to help you out a lot. And then also, it's not cheap getting this thing started. Even if you have a low overhead business like we do, you're going to spend way more than you could have even wrapped your mind around to get this thing started. So if you have a day job and you're considering doing something like this, while you have your day job, go out and get a business line of credit for your LLC while you have the day job. Because the bank's going to say, okay, what do you got? How much money do you have? Mm -hmm. What's your income look like? You need to be able to show that. Because if you just quit your job, like, all right, follow my dream. Hey, bank, (laughs) loan me some money. Like, yeah, no. That's a good point. <laughs> and then just, just go into, as they say, good debt to build the business up and eventually get to a point where you'll, you'll turn that tide back around. But you're going to need to invest a lot on the front end to get it going. Yeah, that's generally, I mean, that's one of the things that starting a business isn't, it's not always the fun part to talk about that you need to invest in it. Um, I still continually have to reinvest in District Bliss and we have to reinvest in photos from the Hardy when we need new equipment or um Somebody knocked a lens off of a camera when they walked by one time. Wait, hold on a second. I apologized that. about that. You're going to bring it up again now? I thought we put this behind us. I mean, it's never going to be behind us, Jeff. Clearly not. <laughs> Just kidding. Unless I was walking into an ambush today. <laughs> you should always know you're walking into an ambush. <laughs> well, that was great advice. Um, often not talked about. So thank you for sharing that. Um, and thanks for stopping by the podcast today, sharing all these details about your business. It was really great to have you here today. I really appreciate you having me. This has been super fun. And you know, I always love an opportunity to talk to industry pros and, and chop it up and see what's good. Yeah. And I'm super excited to read your book. Um, if people want to get a hold of you on your website, it is winning wit and wit is spelled W I T. Um, just in case you don't know that. Dot com, <laughs> right? You got it. Winningwit.com. And we'll link to Jeff on our blog and stuff and, um, and make sure that we put it in our social media. Um, although I think, aren't you only on Twitter? Oh, no. On Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Oh, you're on Instagram. Oh, yeah. LinkedIn and probably TikTok, too, because who knows? You know, there's a 13-year-old maid of honor needs a speech. And 
You know, who are we to say what's no? Your, what's your Instagram <laughs> handle? Is it Winning Wit? Actually, it's my personal Instagram. Okay. And we're actually, I'm launching the Winning Wit Instagram next year. Okay. And we're doing so some interesting tuned. things. So right now, it's my personal one. It's okay. Jeff Walliner on Instagram. But And Jeff is the G-O-E-F. Uh, G-E-O-F-F. Or, what did I say? Like, this, like the giraffe. <laughs> like the Toys R Us giraffe and uh, the butler from which Fresh Prince. Which is a Prince. combo of Jeff, which is actually a name, J-E-F-F, and Jeff. J- <laughs> we have a, a sliced hybrid of the two Jeffs. That's pretty much what it would look like. She just gave it to me. Like, I'm dumb now. I can't. By the way, for all you folks out there in Canada, that should be an easy spelling for you because that is how it's most commonly spelled in Canada. So It's also how it's spelled in French, isn't it? French and the UK and Australia and all the other wonderful places in the world that don't butcher the name Jeff like we do in the U.S. No offense to the J-E-F-Fs out there. I love you, but come on, G-E-O-F-F. Come on, we're the, I mean, we're the OGs. I'm a Sarah without an H, so. I got you. We, I, I feel you on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can also get Jeff's awesome book on Amazon, as Steph said, um, and she also is going to put it in um, the show notes for the blog. Um, and next week, Willie will be um, dishing with Ashley from The Stylist Abroad. Um, she, I'm super excited. She just sent me this picture of what she's doing with like this signature braid thing. That's yeah, she does amazing. Yeah. She does everything, but um, yeah, she does like you know wedding hair, hair stuff mm-hmm. and whatever. Um, but she has this really awesome signature look that she's like perfected, and I am super excited and kind of just want her to always do my hair every day. I was actually privileged enough to meet Ashley at one of your events. Oh, and were you? She is awesome, and I, so I can't wait to listen to it. Oh, yay. Oh, cool. I love her. I'm super excited. And she did, um, I spoke at the Big Fake Weddings cocktail hour um, that was in Leesburg, Virginia. Um, and she missed it, and I was so bummed because I was really excited to see her because I knew she was working on it. But anyway, um, super excited for that. Today's episode was awesome. Thank you so much for entertaining us and for being here. Um, Thanks for the wine. Yeah, of course. Thank you all for tuning into The Wedding Dish, brought to you over full service radio with our very favorite Alexia at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, D.C. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Wedding Dish Podcast and like us on Facebook. And subscribe, rate, and review The Wedding Dish on your preferred podcast listening platform. Send us your holiday wedding proposal, etc. stories at The Wedding Dish. Um, you can actually submit them on our website now and um, theweddingdishpodcast.com and click submit on the menu. Thanks for hanging out with us today on The Wedding Dish, the podcast where we chat about all things wedding from planning to inspiration to business and more. We will see you next time. Thanks, Jeff, of The Winning Wit. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.